Hi, I'm Marty Grizzani, and this is The Marty Grizzani Show. As a full-time real estate investor and business owner, I have a real fascination of finding the key principles for business success and personal development. This show is a reflection of my personal mission to find out what truly makes somebody successful in business and in life. We will find tools and tactics that they've used to reach those levels. If you're the type of person is not satisfied with average and you have a hunger for learning that will never cease, this show is for you. Welcome to the show. If you were 33 again, right, and you had a pretty successful flipping company, you understand how to find deals very well, right? Single family, but it transfers over. What would be your move? Like if, if Jeremiah was 32 again and already had some momentum with real estate, had success, but knew that he wanted to go bigger because of a number of different reasons, what would be that first step? Yeah, what would be that first step? Yeah. Well, for me, I don't know what you want in your life professionally, but for me, I, at first I thought I wanted just to own a couple, you know, maybe f 10 pieces of real estate and I could retire. Right. And in the beginning, I wasn't thinking big. I thought just, you know, I, I will get enough assets to have enough income to have a small company that I really have the freedom to do whatever I want. Now it transitioned into me having a big company or a midsize and it'll be a big company. And I'm, I raise a lot of money and build up a big, you know, real estate company. So what do you, what do you want personally? Do you want, what's your future look like? Yeah. So let me grab it. It's something that, I mean, I, I realize that I have the capabilities to be and do very special things. And I want to, I want to be able to do that. So for instance, 10 year plan, I want a hundred million dollar net worth and yeah. I want to be able to, in a year, buy $50 million worth of commercial property. Got it. So, and then in my 10 year plan, I seek world-class responsibility, CEO of public company level of responsibility. And, you know, the prestige I seek is to help people reach their goals. And I want to command world-class authority. And I want my followers to, to love to follow me. So that's really what I have. And I look at every single day. And, you know, to the point where I realized I wasn't getting it done the way I wanted to. So I stopped drinking 30 days ago. So like, I'm like, and part of that was actually your buddy Bolt Storage there. He puts out like a weekly thing, a weekly. That's right. Uh, like, the top level guys don't drink. And if they do, it's like very, very small. So I, I need to put all the chips in so that if I, so at least I can say, Hey, I, I put all my, I went for it. I tried, I went and did it. And so that I don't have any regrets, like two, three years from now or 10 years from now, it's like, well, you, you didn't really do everything to your best ability. So that's what I'm doing. I want to just figure that out. I know I can, I've already had success. I've had, I, there's evidence of success in everything that I've done so far. So this will be the next thing. And it's just going bigger and figuring that out. Right. Got it. So you want the hundred million dollar goal? Like you want you want you want to go big? Absolutely. I feel like if you think you can, you should. Like you should go right. for it. Right. So with that being said, what? Yes. Where do you want to? Where do you see it? Where? What? What have you learned so far in terms of how the in real estate and and where you want to go? Because it's pretty broad. So I just want to make sure I answer the question correctly. I think it's been. I've been playing pretty small. And I not sure. Is it, is it like you find, you take them down one by one, these self storages, you know, like I'm buying, is it that, is it like, Hey, you just do a little by little each one. And then, you know, just like an elephant. And then all of a sudden, you know, that's how you eat an elephant. It's just one bite at a time. And, you know, is it, you know, what is it, you know, is it get, maybe you got to work for somebody who's already doing something like that and learn from them and, and have it diffuse into your own, you know, learn the system. Like, I'm not exactly sure. Like, is it just my, I mean, my day to day right now is pulling lists of self storage in Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York that are 20,000 square feet and bigger and just hitting the phones and seeing who's open to offers and and then making those offers. And that's that's really my day-to-day -day right now. Um, that's what I do. So 
I don't know if I need to do what, more or if I need to or what. Yeah. What drew you to self-storage? I mean, other than me, like what, what, what draws you to that asset? I think it's, it's the, the scalability of it. And we have single family rentals that are extremely difficult to manage. And so it, it was really more of like, what real estate do I like? It, that's really what it was. It was what what's going to be a, a little bit less of a day-to-day maintenance for single family rentals. It's, you know, it's full contact, especially with some of the C class properties that we own here in Rochester. So I just figured, Jeremiah, that anything has got to be simpler, more effective and scalable than what we're doing now. I mean, that's really what drew me to it. Got it. And how are you funding everything now? How are you you raising capital or, or getting the equity you need to keep acquiring your current business? We started with hard money, probably like a lot of people, you know, the 12 and two. And as we've built up our success, we were able to then find some private money that's really for the last two years supplied every single deal that, you know, that we needed. Yeah. I kind of feel like we we should have branched out a little bit more to have more people so that if this person ever were to not want to, you know, work with us or it gets tapped out, but they are a top 1.001% type person. So we haven't had to, we haven't had to, but that's one of the reasons why doing the podcast, putting myself out there, starting the New York Real Estate Investor Group so that when people did look me up and did look up my deal, they saw a digital reputation that was positive. And so I've never had to go out and really knock on doors to raise money, but I'm super not against it. And I and I would I would be happy to do it if we needed to. And what right now how much equity when you started, or I'm just trying to get a framework. Sure. How, how do those terms look in terms of how much equity you got to bring in and how much money, I mean, ballpark, do you have money, but of your capital, how much is actually tied up in deals right now in your house flipping business? Almost entirely. And do you have a lot of inventory out there right now where you have Absolutely. to sell it and, or you do? No, no, no. We're running out. We're almost done. We we have one house that we've closed on last week. We have six that are in different stages, like three waiting to close, three being worked on, and then one we just closed on. But after that, the pipeline is zero. So my back's against the wall. And, and I think it's a sign that we need to go way harder on commercial. And that's been my, that's my focus the last three months. Nothing else. Why is it so down? Is it because you decided not to buy or the market shifted and you feel the margins are not as high? Market shifted and the properties that really make a lot of sense are not there anymore. That's really, that's really it. Truthfully, it's, and it's also something that's become it's just also become kind of boring too. Yeah. It's not it's not exciting any longer for us. It's we're very grateful the the 60 to 100,000 dollar profit flips just they're not we don't like my partner and I were like it's kind of like okay back 2 years ago we would have lost our minds. It's just different now. So we're just Yeah. So we you know and I, mean, I see you've been in it. We we started buying rental properties in 2015 and then we started I quit our, we, we both left our job in 2019 and we had been flipping since 2019 and uh, yeah so you know full time almost what is that 3 years, three years. Yep. yeah and how many have you done we've done like, how many flips 50? yeah, yeah well, we were probably right around like 39 40 okay and you have 10 roughly 10 in the pipe now like yep 10 in the pipe right now and but, when you started, was it, you know, you made what, 30, 30, 40 grand or were you always making 50 to 100 grand? Always pretty much like 50 to 100,000 per flip. He, he's a 50-50 partner? 50-50 partner, yep. And you guys complement each other in the business? 
Absolutely. Yep. He's you want to uh, drink with him when you grow in commercial. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And what? He's the operator, or yep. is he more the management. Okay. He's, and you're the, operator, you're the drill, management acquisition guy. Yep. Absolutely. And you're dealing capital. Okay. Yep. And so, but right now you said so. All, all your cash though is tied up in the ten asset, the ten properties you have now. The majority of it. Yeah, I mean, there were there are some on the sideline, but yeah, I mean, we're we're predominantly a lot of that money is tied up in in the flips that we currently have, but we are selling a large part part of our we are selling our portfolio of rentals. We probably have about fifty at any given time, and we're selling a lot of the rentals that we have to get sizable down payments for these purchases that we want to do, you know, these large, these larger deals that we want to, that we want to take down. So yeah, that's something that we're, we're working on too. But, but some of the stuff, Jeremiah, we don't have the ability just to sell them all in a package because we've, we've really leveraged a lot of the rentals. So we have to wait in order to be able to sell those. Cause right now they don't make sense. So right now you got those 10, roughly 10 properties or so, give or take, and I mean, we can bleep it out if you don't want it, but how much cash do you have tied up in all that? Not your equity, not debt. You got out there? Yeah. Think with profit? Yeah. So, so your money plus profit, you got out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Easily. Okay. Easily. Right. Okay. So the question, I guess what I would do where I see you guys at, you know, I like the storage space. I think the niche is there right now. I think that you can scale it. I think that it's a, it's a great asset class that, that a small guy can get into. I think there's a lot of deals out there. I think it translates well to you guys with single family home flips where, you know, you, you acquire something, you make the improvements and that you raise revenues and add value and then be able to refi and pull out money. It's almost an identical model or you sell it. Yes. So I think the, what I would do is two tiers. Like what I did when I started, I would start where you get one or two really good facilities under your belt. So right now I would get you get cash heavy, get, get out of those fucking flips as fast as you can. So maximize your margins and sell them. Cause we don't know what happened is going to happen to the market. You don't want all your money tied up in houses yes. if things turn. So, and I think that's your goal, right? Get as much yes. liquidity as possible. Yep. And, and then you don't have a lot, a lot of new deals in the pipe. So get cash and then look at a facility, buy your own facility that meets the criteria I keep telling you about. Yes. You know what, 20,000 or more can expand and get one or two facilities under your belt. Don't grow too fast internally. Just get, get a feel of the asset class and see how you guys like it. All right? Okay. So I would look at getting an SBA loan, get in light, get it 10, 10% down, you know, start to tee that up with a, a lender. And- yeah. And you want to find an asset that you're going to be able to add value, obviously. So buy it. And then what I would do from there is refer refer other assets to me or to another operator where you can get a fee and you want to build up a bigger cash position and you want to learn the business so you can build up your capital and build up your knowledge base and experience around the storage. And that way you, you get the best deals for yourself and take one, two or three of them keep at least 50% in, in, of your net worth in cash, wait, wait for a while, get a feel of everything. And then, and all the other deals that are decent or too big, or they just don't have enough, they're not in your market. I would assign them to me yeah. and, or assign them to some operator. And then you build up more cash and build up more experience because we'll teach you every system. If you add a lot of value to us and source us a lot of deals, we're going to teach you every single thing we know. Okay. That's exactly what I did with the MHP guys okay. and, and sourced them 80, 90 deals. And those guys are 90 plus. They were able to build one of the biggest funds in the country. So, so how can, at this stage, where are you having the hiccups in terms of you, you got those three or four states that are near you. I think that's great that you're getting to know your markets. Do you know, do you know right now the rents, do you, are you getting a feel of what the rents are in these different markets? Not really. No, I, I'm more of like just trying to get people on the phone and talk to people who might be open to offers. That's really my Great. number one. That's my number one goal. All the other stuff, 
I know it's important, but it's something that can be done after I find somebody who's wanting to sell. Sure, sure. That's great. So first step, though, when you're on the phone, you want to understand what their rents are. And all you got to find out is what's their 10 by 10 rent. Okay. And you got to know what the other 10 by 10 rents are in the area. Okay. So do you know what a 10 by 10 rent is in Rochester? I believe it's around $80. Yeah, that's about the lowest you want to get it. Okay. I, I, because I, I believe you don't want to scale in markets that you can't get the rents above 10 to $12 annually a foot. Okay. You know, 100 bucks would give you $12 annually if everybody, every single person paid and you had all 10 by 10s. Yeah. If it's 80 bucks, that would give you 10 bucks a foot. But if you get less than that, it's, it's hard to scale those businesses because you have to manage so many storage units and it costs you essentially the same to build in any market that you don't want to go scale in markets that the upside's not there. You're going to have to do twice as much work to get the same upside. Right. And the cap rates are shitty on the exit. Nobody wants to buy them in those little markets, like those mm. little low rent markets, mm. like okay. Wisconsin, parts of Wisconsin and Iowa and in, in, in central Illinois that I looked at. So what you want to do is find these markets where you have closer to $100 plus 10 by 10 rents. So when you're on the phone with these people, you're not wasting time. You are trying to build a relationship. But when you talk to them, you want to build rapport and say, hey, guys, what do you guys charge for a 10 by 10? And then they're always open about it. Oh, we typically charge 60 or 70. Hop online while you're on the phones and check the other competitors storage around me on Google Maps. Look okay. around and say and see if everybody's charging 80, 70 or 80. And then the second question you want to ask is, how is occupancy? Are you guys staying full right now or are you, you getting a lot of empty? Okay. And that's important because you want to know those are the two things you want to know in every market. You want to know. Are the revenues high and is there a lot of demand? Because there's no sense in calling people. And I I wasted a lot of time in my life calling people I shouldn't have been calling because those assets weren't even, they weren't, they didn't even check the boxes to actually meet my business plan. Got it. So as soon as you start knowing markets where you're calling around New York, you're calling Ohio, you're calling these markets, but you're an hour, hour and a half from a decent sized city. And you're asking them what's occupancy and what's the rents as you build rapport. That's going to allow you to target these areas where you're going to know there's upside. Mm, okay. Because then you're going to start to see, oh, yeah, these guys are low. These markets meet my criteria. These markets where I can expand in these markets, I can add more storage and I can make money on that. Because if I build, because I know you can build anywhere, you know, pretty much in the country for 65 bucks a foot. So if if I can build right now then I can add value because I know instantly I can get $12 rents annually. Mm. But if you're in these low rent markets, you can't build and make money. That's such a good point, Jeremiah, about the fact of like wasting your time on stuff where it's, it's, if it doesn't work and if if it it doesn't like, that's what I really wanted to figure out is like, okay, where are the areas that it's not going to be a waste of time or business that they currently have is just not going to fit for what the entire game plan is, which is to buy it add value, and then sell it at some point. That's right. Right right now, the most important thing in your career is MOIC, multiple on invested capital. You got to flip your money as fast as possible, right? Yes. That's internal. That's how you maximize internal rate of return. You buy it, you add value, you sell it, and you, you, need, you need to get cash. And then once you get cash and once you get a track record, people want to give you money. Yes. Now, a lot of people will tell you to go raise money now, and that's cool, and that a lot of people have done well with that. I just did it differently. I felt more confident and more. I felt more powerful when I did it myself. I said I put all my money on the line. I've done this a handful of times. I made a lot of money for myself and a handful of people, and now I'm ready to grow. Now, give me some real money. Mm. So oh, that's nice. where I I think you got to build a track record and you got to get a lot of cash. That's that's that should be your main focus. Okay. Now, in the meantime, it, it, in the interim, before you do a deal, because a deal does, doesn't pop out of your ass, yeah. you gotta you gotta actually learn your markets, and you have to learn you have to learn the metrics in those markets. So you gotta, like I told you there, you gotta find the markets that are, that have upside. So higher rents, high occupancy, and still a decent like affordability in the price. That's where you go find the deals. So I I like the Midwest for that reason. Because it's less competitive, right? And you typically want somebody, if they don't have a website, 
if they don't, if they're not utilizing technology, you know, right away, they have a high probability. They're not really maximizing the business. That's what I wanted to ask you is like, is it a solid idea to go after storage facilities that are, let's say having negative reviews or don't have a website? Just have Yes. A- okay. Yeah. Those are the best. Those are the best. Okay. So you want to okay. get 20,000 square feet or more. Don't fuck with anything below that because it's just, it's just going to be hard for you to waste all your time on something super small. Okay. You, and then you want to really, like you said, build rapport. So how are you getting your list and how are you finding owner's numbers? And, and are, do you have the owner's age? Wow. That's a great age. I didn't even think about, but I use Reonomy to pull yep. the lists and with the list, there comes the phone numbers. I I'm not sure. I, I they're not. They haven't been great phone numbers through Reonomy, but but maybe I need to go in and skip trace them through another company as well. Uh, a lot of my skip tracing I do through my texting platform, which is Launch Control, and I've had success texting self storage. I've had success texting mobile home parks. Yes, but, but uh, yeah, to answer your question. I never thought about age, but that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I what know. you want to do is, yeah, is uh, fast people search and true people search, okay. and get a cut and get your VAs on Upwork. Get, get start. Do you have the square footage of your facilities? Do you know how big they are? Well, in Reonomy, you can pull just like ten thousand plus. Okay, you might you might be missing a few, but you, what you might want to verify. So those guys, what I did is I had a lot of these. VAs measure the roofs on Google Maps. So you're going to pull them all up. You do the measuring tool on Google Maps. You measure them and you add them up. Do you know what I'm talking about? If you right click like on, on Google Earth or Google Map, either one. Okay. And you can actually click on it and there's a measuring tool. And you could tell if there's five or 10 long, skinny buildings, you're typically going to have at least 20,000, probably 30 or 40,000 feet. Okay. But you want to verify that because a lot of times the tax records are wrong and your square footages are wrong. Okay. So you get the square footages, then you get the, uh, you make sure they look it up. They see if there's a website, you put the website on there and then they're going to look up the owner from the tax record from Reonomy and they're going to do fast people and true people search and they always have their age. That is one good thing they have. If you can't get their, I mean, they're going to have their phone numbers as well. But if you can't get their phone numbers, you have to, you're going to have to call the facility and just leave a message for the owner and try to catch them. Got it. Now, if they don't have phone numbers pulled or you can't find phone numbers at all and, and okay, yep, call the facility. But I know a lot of times that can be a, that can be, a, you know, just a waste of time. I don't want to say that, but it, it sometimes feels like it. Do you ever just mail it or do you say it's not yeah. a waste of time? Okay. No, yeah, everything. Mail, text, Email and call. You need to do it all. Got it. But Reonomy is the list. But Reonomy is the one to pull. I mean, I, 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 you ever is like CoStar another one you could pull from or no? You can. I just I didn't do that because I didn't have the. I, 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 I didn't know. I, I honestly didn't do it. Like we tried to do it and I forgot what the hiccups were. Got it. Okay. Well, that might have been a waste of four thousand dollars that I just did. But okay. no, no. I, there's good. Uh, there's good data on there. I would pull it and see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, good. All right, good. And ha- right now, is it just you calling, or do you have anyone with you? It's me and my partner Matt. I have VAs right now that are that are calling our single family stuff. You know, because we 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 did. You know, we still have that business and and that model still has been something to, that keeps our lights on. But I, I am now facing the fact that we're going to have to move one or two of them into this if this is something we really want to do. Yeah. You, when are you going to decide if it's something you really want to do? Well, I know it's something I'm doing. I'm doing it regardless. But I also feel like, and maybe I'm wrong here, maybe this is the hiccup, right? This might be the hiccup right here is where it's like, well, I also have this flipping wholesale business that does very well. And I just, and then it's like, okay, Marty, your full time is calling the commercial stuff and getting this division of the company off the ground. But maybe we need to burn the boats and say, F that, just go all everybody's into commercial now. And this is what we do. 
Yeah. So the question is, do you step away from the single family? Well, I, I think I know the answer. I think it, I think we need to just completely, everybody's getting out of this, getting out of this side, which has been simple and, and, and something that we know because we've, we've, we've done it for, you know, five years and now going to the more of the unknown and, and double down on, on the commercial side, self storage side. Cause I believe they're, I believe that if we jump, then that will appear in this side, but it is a little bit, it's just going to be a change and that's okay. I think I just, yeah. Stopped. Can you do, can, can you do both? I feel like I can, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, what do you think? Do you think people can do both? I mean, of course, I, of course it's possible. Uh, but the question is, you know, Number one, the the market's shifting, so there's the margins aren't there. So you just want to make sure that is there enough profitability in the business? And then number two, do you guys have the resources and team? Do you have enough of a team where that you can do both and it's it's gonna allow you to have the time to commit to both? Right. Do you have the leverage? Do you have enough employees to help you? Yeah, I believe that we do. I mean, I believe that I believe that we do. I, I believe we can do both. I believe that we can do a, our wholesaling side just to keep the lights on because, as you know, it it's still you need you need some cash coming in to make to make sure things are done properly, and that's kind of like that's kind of like our day to day. My VAs are working those lists, those single family stuff, assigning. We're not flipping anything anymore. So there's a lot more time now that we have to go into commercial and, and to do the self-storage dialing that we need to do. I guess my question, Jeremiah, is other than dialing, right? Other than doing my outreach, is there something that I'm missing? I know I have to learn the industry. I think I'll do that through my cold calling. That's um, right. I, you know what I mean? I really believe that I will. I just It's going to diffuse into me. But I mean, other than finding deals, am I missing something on what else I should be doing? No, no. Right now, if, if you're not tied up in the operations of your house as a referral company, your assigning company or your flipping company, and all you're doing is getting referral fees and building up your cash, and then you're also liquidating some of your properties and getting a, a profit or margin on those. Right now, your main focus needs to be building relationships with people. Okay. So you need to, I can, there's ways I have lists and if there's ways to work out how I've, I've never given it to anyone, but if there's ways to work out where you are obligated to give us the first run at it, that's different if you're willing to do that. Uh, and it would save you a lot of time because what you need to do is, is build rapport and get to know these people. And then secondly, you need to, do you feel, do you understand the business? Did you read enough on it where the asset class itself, you, you feel like you've got a good grasp of, of the income and, and how the expenses work? And I mean, obviously the fundamentals of commercial, but do you, do you, have, you, have you studied up on storage? No, not to the level that if I'm being asked a ton of questions, I mean, I'll, I'll be candid. I, I really want to just talk to owners and uh, tell them what I do. Hey, this is Marty Grisanti. I'm headquartered in Rochester. We have a 1031 exchange that we're coming up with, coming up to do. And hey, Jeremiah, I got some boots in the ground around the Keene, New Hampshire area. And I'm just very curious if you're open to an offer. Not that you might be interested in selling, but are you open to an offer on your facility? Yeah. And yeah. then if there's even a touch of yes... It's pretty standard. What's the net rentable square footage that, you know, hey, I, I can't tell. I mean, I know it from my partner. They drove by or I can see it, of course, through Google. But what's the net rentable square footage you have? And it, as you're doing that, you're building rapport. But no, I need to do a better job of learning the industry. But like I was saying, and, and like we've talked about in the past, I, I feel like I'm, you know, you're going to learn a lot by just calling and just kind of shooting the shit and just saying, yeah, I do have one. You know, hey, I have one. My partner's got a few. Or <laughs> what I've done too, Jeremiah, is I go, hey, you know, I got one or two here in the New York area, but my partner, let me show you their website, and I show them your website, Patriot Holdings, yeah. <laughs> and that and that that's a ton, a ton of credibility. I mean, my number one thing is just building credibility. I'll shoot them a text yes. message. I shoot them a text message with my email, which is not at a Gmail. It's at Marty at Suplex Suplex 
capital.com. And then, oh, by the way, here's my all-purpose storage that I partner with, right? And you yeah. can see they have over 100 plus locations. I know I need to get better at the-, the No, the that's nuts. good. No, yeah. Yeah. So, so what I would do though is- I think the thing that really helped me is the conviction around it. So understanding, okay, what am I really trying to achieve by buying this asset and stepping into it? Like, so reading AJ's book, reading my book, reading the Mark Helms book about storage, and then looking at it and going, okay, so what I got to do here, I got to find a facility that it's 20,000 square feet or more. It's got to bring in 10 bucks or more annually. So they got to be bringing in 200 grand at least. It's got to be a third expenses, no matter what way you cut it. So that's 66,000. So there's, you know, 133,000, 134 of NOI. At that point, you know, I got to, I got to pay at least, you know, a million and a half bucks. You're not going to get it for, I mean, it's, it's tough to pay, you know, less than that. If you can get a 10 cap, it's amazing. But if I got to pay a million and a half bucks, if I get SBA, I'm going to need at least 10% plus reserves, maybe 20%. So I'm going to need about 300 grand to be safe. And at the end of the day, that debt's going to cost me, you know, five and a half percent interest on a million two or whatever it is. And so that, you know, your debt constant, that's going to be roughly, you know, six, six and a half percent or say uh, six and a half, seven percent times your loan amount. That's with your principal and interest. That's going to be the total cost of the debt on the asset. So that's, you know, 90, 90,000 a year in debt. Roughly ninety to one hundred thousand. That leaves you, you know, thirty, forty grand left over in cash flow. That gives you a, a good ten. If you have three hundred into to how much three hundred into it, that gives you a ten percent cash on cash. Like that's what you need to know. Now, I'm not saying you need to know it in and out, but you know, just the high levels. These things in your head will allow you to spend time on people that are going to be realistic. So that you can make offers that are within the ballpark of what's actually going to achieve your goal. Got it. Did I go too far with that or did you follow along? Could, could you just kind of go back again in, into the, the the high level of, of, of what you just said there in regards to like the, the numbers I really got to know in order to make the $30,000 a month? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm going to have that calculator at patriotcalc.com and, and people can go through it in five seconds. So the inputs that you need to have, you need to know, like you said, rentable square feet. And then you got to know, because you got to know what you're looking for if you're out there calling, you're busting your ass, right? So you got to, you got to have in your, like, what are they, your reticular activating, activating system. You got to know yes. what the fuck you're trying to find. Yes. So what you want to find, if you're, if you're getting 30,000 square feet and at the end of the day, you can generate $10 a square foot in rental revenue. How much is that? 300,000. That's right. Annually, 300,000. So you got to be able to add your asking rents, your street rents need to be closer to 12, 11 to $12 annually. And then you take out vacancy, you take out concessions, you take out bad debt, people not paying. And at the end of the day, this sucker is paying you $10. Your actual gross rents are $10 hitting your account. That's 300,000 a year, right? Okay. So that's how much is that a month divided by 12? It's 25,000 a month. Okay. So you, you got it. That's where you got to get the rental revenue too. It doesn't have to be there now, but the market has to allow for you to get there. Got it. All right. So that, that's your goal. That's your income goal. Now on the expense side, New York, you have a little bit higher taxes, but for the most part, you're about 33 to 37%, but I'd say 35 to be safe, or you could just ballpark it and say a third. If, but I would say a little bit, you know, you're probably 35%. Okay. So out of that, uh, you know, ballpark numbers, let's say it's a 33, you're at a hundred grand in expenses. Okay. So your NOI is 200 grand, right? Yeah. NOI is 200 grand. The question is how much can you get this facility for? What I would try to do here, this is like the, the short, sweet, quick class, whatever they're bringing in now, if they're bringing in 15,000, you try to do that hundred rule. You offer 1.5 million, whatever their gross monthly rent is today. You offer a hundred times that. Yeah. What you want is facilities where they're not charging the market rent, where you're not getting your 300 grand a year. You're getting, you know, 20,000 a month or whatever they're 15, 20,000 a month. And you're buying it for 1.5 or 2 million. And then you are able to get the rents higher 
so that you can get a strong cap rate or a strong return on cost, which is the fancy way of saying like once you're once you're stabilized cap rate. Okay. So I'm trying to keep it very simple. But does that make sense where, yeah, you're going to analyze it and you got to do a cap rate. But basically, if you buy it for 100 times gross monthly revenue, actual revenue now, you're going to get it at a good price. And as long as you can raise rents, you're going to have upside. and You're going to make a good profit. That's huge. The gross monthly, you know, the gross, taking the gross monthly that they bring in and then, you know, times in it by 100 being the, the rough offer, offer amount. price. Price That's right. great, especially and I now I now now I really get it why it's important to know the market that we're calling because if they're bringing in like you said if it's fifteen twenty thousand a month and but I think that it can be thirty thousand a month then you can offer that hundred plus hundred times and feel pretty good about that if they're if they're interested in something like that one hundred percent once you know there's an increase in the rents and if you have a little extra land you can expand on you're golden. You got plenty of room for a buffer. Basically, okay. in the back of the end of the deal, the, what's really going to happen is once you make the improvements, you'll probably increase the value of the asset by like 30%. Excellent. That's what we look for. Okay. So, and, and, and the numbers, it all pencils out. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. But if you have that upside on there, you, you have a lot of room for error. So you can make the offer. If you get it close to 100 times monthly revenue, you know it's going to cash flow a little bit. And then you have some upside left in it. And then, then you, from there, you could go out there and, and hustle like a madman, giving out shitloads of offers. This is how I built my whole career. Dave and Frank told me what we want is great deals for 60 times monthly revenue for mobile home parks. And our like cap was around 70, 75 times revenue, depending on how much you can raise rents. Sometimes we'd pay a little bit more if it was nice. But at the end of the day, I wasn't even really doing much analysis. It was volume, man. Yeah. Shit loads of contacts. Lots of caffeine, exercise, and contacts. Yes. So that's that's all. If you want to really get committed and get your buddy to do what he's doing, you and a team, you you grind on the calls and you just send out offers. And and I would say your script is decent, but what I would I would prefer you saying is keeping it tight and concise. But I like where you're going with it, where it's hey, I'm Marty. I'm in multifamily. I've been in the business a while now. I'm tired of it. I'm selling it. I'm selling off all these shitty houses that I don't like running. And I want to get into storage. I have, I just am getting into it. I have one now. I have a partner. You don't even need, it doesn't matter if you say that or not, but if you want to, and then, and I, I want to go get into storage. Would you be interested in selling? Mm. Would you be open to an offer? Mm. So you're stating who you are. And if you, if you state what you, what your experience is in the negative, it's very hard for them to argue with. It actually works really well. So I am doing this. I'm in single family houses. I don't like it. I want to say, I need to save on taxes because I'm selling them and I need to go buy something and, and I need to buy something in storage now to replace it. And yeah. I'm interested in storage because I, and I need to do this. That's going to open up their mind a little bit more going, well, he's serious. He's credible. He's got a little experience. And he has motivation. Maybe he's an idiot and he'll overpay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So at least it gets them intrigued, right? Yeah, it does. It does. At least from my you know, experience so far. Just, you know, yeah. saying 1031, it gets them going like, oh, he's, he's under a clock a bit. You know, he's on a That's time. right. He's on a time. I clock. have to buy. Yeah. I have to buy. And it's fine if they're sophisticated or not. That's fine. But if they're not maximizing the efficiency of it, they're not raising their rents. They're not using technology. They're not building on every square acre that they have. Then you're good. Okay. Then, then you have you have the ability to buy it at a fair price, a six cap, six and a half, seven cap. But you have upside because you're willing to go put it. You know, you're willing to build your business and put in the work and get the create the value. Yes. And you're not taking advantage of them, and they're not taking advantage of you. You're just you just have a better business system, and you're committed to doing it. Yes. So you make the contacts. You start understanding the rents. Then you start piecing together, putting the dots together. So you start to you start to figure out these guys are in their 50s or 60s. These guys, their family, they only own one or two. If you filter your list and you see all of them in each county, in each state that you're in, you're going to start to see if they have multiple ones or not. And that's where you start to really make the connections of being able to focus on the high level leads where I filter them out. You're filtering them out like these are you know, these people are older. These people don't have a lot of them. These people really are hands-on. They just, they run it themselves. 
these people have corporate, like a big company running it, a big public storage or public REIT. That's not someone I can really get a hold of. That's not going to work. Right. You know, this doesn't have any room to expand and it's too small. It's only 10,000 feet or it's only 20,000 feet, but it's only on two acres. It's landlocked and their rents are at market. I really can't do a lot with them. There's not a lot. That's not a, a, a healthy contact for me to keep making. Right. And it's all about filtering the list down. So that way you're making the highest level contacts. And you're, and you're hammering. You master your states. You master New York or Western New York. You master Pennsylvania. You master Ohio. You learn everybody that's there. If, if people think of storage, they think of you. Hmm. Because you're passionate. You're committed to it. You're not bouncing around doing a bunch of other commercial shit. You're not doing tons of house flipping. I mean, you still have the business going. You and your partner are still leveraging it, using your employees to help bring in some money. But you're parking your cash and you're focused on buying yourself one. You're going to own one yourself. Yes. And then outside of that, you're going to you're going to start assigning them. You're, anyone that doesn't, it's not a home run, and you know it's the best thing possible. You got to start selling them off to me, and you're going to get you're going to be able to get fees. You're going to be able to build up a lot more cash. So if things go bad in the market, you can sustain, and you can start hiring some people to get better scale. That's what I want to do. That's what I am doing. Yep. So if that's the path you want to go, man. You know, one, go, go get educated, envision it. It's cheesy, but visualize it. Do the whole thing we did in sports where you like really picture it happening to you. You picture you owning this facility, you bringing in 30 grand a month, you paying 10 grand in expenses, you're getting $20,000 of NOI, and you're going to learn a lot, man. That's where I want you having that one under your belt. It's going to teach you accounting. It's going to teach you marketing. It's going to teach you the software. It's going to teach you the whole transaction on the due diligence. You got you to gotta get this one under your belt. I mean, just the, the ease of like what I saw with at least this one company, the software company, the ESS, that has like the website, the, the data, like it has everything right there. Yep. I mean, I, yep. You know, it, comparative to the 40 rental properties that are, you know, half on Section 8, you know, that need constant communication, that need constant maintenance. That need constant just attention. This stuff is is not. It's just not as difficult. Just oh, plain, not at all. Man. It's just plain not and simple. I, I can't. I can't say it any other way. I just. Right. It's just. It just is simpler. It not is. saying it's not as difficult, but it's it's simpler. And and we're not afraid of the work. We're just not. That's it. Yeah. No. No. It's strategy, man. Right now, it's just strategy. It's just. It's the theory of constraints. You can't do everything all the time, all at, at once. Right. It's not possible. You got to you got to cut back and, and hyper focus on exactly what you want and the actions that are going to get you there. Right. So I wanted to make sure you were clear on what you want. Absolutely. And then now you got to take the action to get there. And you are you you. But it's just a more efficient action now. Yes. And ESS is the ticket. So every every guy that's a house flipper around the country, man, I love this. I love this model. You, you get rid of the stupid flips, you build up a list, you cold call, you do exactly what you did with buying houses, you buy a couple facilities, you try for some owner financing, or you get an SBA loan, you get ESS, you learn the business, and, and then you try to scale. You do whatever you can to scale. Like that, that's the fucking path. And there's a lot of opportunity right now to do that. Great. The big REITs don't want to do it. They're not, it's not worth their time. Guys like me don't have the time to do that, all of it. We're right. building, we're buying, we're managing, we're raising money. We need guys like you getting your own facilities and then selling off other ones to us where there's still some profit where we can still add them at scale. We can add on and do more expansion. We can raise revenue more. That's exactly what I want to do. I mean, I think as I've already been calling and it's going to even be better now because I'm really focusing on New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio. And, and I'd be, and I, I want to send you guys stuff. I want your shit to grow. I want to diffuse as much as I can from you into my, into my brain. And, uh, and there's no reason I shouldn't. And because I know I can, I should. And so that's, that's the model. And we're just going to keep going. Yeah. It's just patience. It's yeah. just being just right. And, and what I said, you know, just no, no big ups and downs emotionally. The deals are going to come. They're going to come and go. They're going to, they're going to fall apart. You're going to get some. But it's don't let it. It's about the game itself. It's not about one deal. Not one, one deal will never make or break you. 
Mm. You got it. It's about the game. And the game is you learn that you learn it. You learn exactly what it is to go find a deal. And you always have a shitload of them in the pipe. You yes. always, you stay consistent, right? You stay the course. Like I said, in the book, you just day in, day out, like Cal Ripken, man, just showing up and just playing it. And then you're never too manipulated or worried or greed or fear or, or envy or any of that shit is never going to get at you because you're always on to the next opportunity and you're not clinging to one deal. Yeah. Not clinging to one deal. Emotionally. You know what I mean? Right. Like emotionally in your mind, you don't think, you know, you're in it, you're committed. That's what I think I want to get across to people is everyone thinks real estate investing is great and it is, but they think that it's just some part-time gig and passive income is truly passive. And that's a joke. Yes. Right. It's a, it's a business and it's fucking, it takes absolute commitment to come from nothing. If you don't come from a shitload of cash, you really aren't going to do anything in real estate. Right. Right. Unless you're committed to just working and grinding and scraping from the bottom, being an entrepreneur. I mean, basically being a bootstrap deal maker where you're getting creative, you're talking to people, you're looking at properties all the time. You're constantly learning the business. You're dealing with the shit. You know, a lot of the properties that big guys don't want to deal with, and you're, you're, you're cleaning them up and you're improving them and you're making them better and you're selling them and you're making a ton of money. But yeah, absolute well, commitment, man. Absolute you, commitment. Con- conviction. You got to be in it 100% as an active investor or don't even fucking play. That's what I want to tell everybody out there that's thinking they're going to get into this game. Hmm. And I don't know the hack. I, I mean, you send all the letters, you do the emails, you do the texts and you do the calls. That is it. I mean, these people respond to that. I mean, yeah, you could do some ads and shit on social media, but really people want to deal with people that they talk to, they trust, they like, that they feel they know the business. And that's where putting that time in on the phone, you just can't bypass. That is it, man. What gets us excited is that I'm not very good at a lot of things, but I can definitely call and and I've done it. I've lucked into a career where I I, I, I started cold calling and I've just continued it to this day, eight years of cold calling. And uh, I've just, it's something that we, we've always done. And, and it's the great equalizer, Jeremiah. It's the great equalizer. It's, it's, <laughs> it really is. You don't have to have a lot of like, you know, brain power. But if you, if you work hard and you do have a gift of gab and, and you know how to build rapport very quickly. And people can tell and, and, you know, you can transfer your enthusiasm and you're banging on your desk with conviction. Then it, and I believe it's going to work out. I know that everything that you're saying is going to happen for me. I I just know it because I've already done it. So it's just, this is the next chapter of, of where we're going. And I look forward to it. It's awesome, man. You got it. I know it. I know you do. Because you, you, now is the time in this asset class. You know, it was mobile home parks when I started. This asset class has its, has its day. And then it'll be something else in 10 years. So you can't miss it because it's gone. Right. Other people are going to get them. Now is your time. Right. Good. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right. So we'll, we'll talk this week. I'll get you set up. I got a couple ideas to get you, you know, bypass you on the list where... There's something to do where I, I get first right of refusal on the asset or something. And I no can doubt. help you. Yeah, no doubt. I do whatever you want to do. I mean, I no doubt about that though, for sure. I mean, we are, we already don't even have that set up and I'm already sending you everything that I find. So yeah, absolutely. And that this will document this journey, man. I want to see you build this business. And it's exciting for me to see that for me to try to help you get there. Cause I'm the guy that was the guy that helped me. And I want to see what you go through. You know, I want to see where the hiccups are, where you learn, where, where the problems are. Cause I don't see it anymore from that angle. So I want to see what you're going through. You got it. I, I'd be happy to, happy to do that. Whatever I can do to, to add value. All right, man. Well, we'll talk tomorrow. I'll get you the list in New York and then you're going to turn into a, a beast. We're going to work on you calling and I'll, I'll get you some things on those three, three estates. And we'll go through the list. You can look at them. I'll get you an agreement on like a non-compete or an exclusive. Sure. And no doubt. You, you can hammer away. Okay. Easy peasy. Let's go. Sell those single family homes though, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When do you think you'll have the majority of them sold so you can get some money in the bank? 
Well, we uh, we got to figure that out in regards to a lot of them are levered pretty good. We 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 definitely were the burr guys. We buy them, we rehab them, and then we would refinance. So some of these are just going to be gum on our shoe for a, a bit, but there's a there's a good portion of them that we will be sell that we're that we're getting ready to sell. We're just getting the things needed to in order to sell them for top dollar, but. Uh, it's already behind us. It's like, we're, we're already looking past that. We're already moving forward into like, that's not going to be something that stops us from, from going into storage. Right. Like, okay. Yeah, I get you. Pre- you know what I mean? I'm just saying, are you cash flow positive on those assets that you pulled yes. out money, but you're upside down on? Yes. We're cash flow positive. Just that there, there, there's really not enough equity to sell them where, where it would make sense. But the stuff that was, that was just an absolute nightmare. We've we've sold or are in the process of selling anything that's been way more low key. We've been able to keep and 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 we're gonna and our plan is to keep them until the next cycle and then sell those. You mean low key? Meaning like low maintenance? Yeah, low price. maintenance. Okay. Yeah, low maintenance. Good tenants, solid neighborhoods, and okay. very very little. Very little upkeep, very little bit of very little management. You know, so you're going like, to keep those in your portfolio. Yes, yeah. Until Good. yeah, yeah, because you know there, there's really no reason not to. And, and but yes, I put ideally, a list together. Put a yeah. list together. Let's go through them next week. Okay. Show me what the address. Show me the cost basis. How much you got in at? You know how many bed, how many bath, how many square feet? The year built, and then and let's go over what the market value is versus what what your basis is. Okay. And then, and then just estimate, you know, basic cash flow. How much are you pulling out of it a month, or, or how much are you not? If it's just break even, it's and that fair. that'll, yeah, we got to analyze. Yeah, because you just don't want to sit on. If you can get out of assets and take an L, you know, and then you do it. But if if you just got to weather the storm, and you weather it, and then it, on your good assets, the ones that are in great neighborhoods, you know, you make those. Those are going to be your lifers. And then you sell off the ones that have a margin so you can get some, because you need to get liquid right now, man. I'm telling you, yeah. you, you cannot be thin on cash. Even me, I am, I am trying to get liquid. I feel like there's some shit brewing, right? You know, I mean, it's going to get a little tight out there. And when debt and investors get tight, you know, then the money dries up and then asset values go down and the guys that have the money win. No doubt. Yep. You know, doubt about so that. Let's, yeah. Get liquid. Look at what, whatever you can sell, you sell it and you get lean. And I know you live pretty lean, but you want to definitely not, not have a bunch of wasted expenses, wasted people. You, you really get clear on your, your operating costs because you want to make sure you're going to be able to sustain this. People are getting greedy and they're over leveraging and they're buying, they're still buying too much. So, so let me know when you, you analyze that and see whatever you can sell and get liquid. You got to do it. Okay. Thank you for tuning into the Marty Grizzani show. If you're listening on Apple podcast, leave us an honest rating and review. If you're on Spotify, make sure you follow us for weekly episodes.